Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to Business in Heels podcast, the podcast that inspires and educates women in business globally to succeed. Now over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. And welcome to another episode of Business in Heels podcast. Now, I have two very special people joining me today. They are from Business in Heels. We have Lisa Sweeney and Kirsten Gunnis. And today they're going to be talking about mentorship, what a mentor is, how a mentor can support you. So if you've got a goal in 2022 that you want to achieve, you have not been able to achieve it, maybe it's something, an intention you've been setting over the last number of years. 2022, this is my year say, well, maybe getting a mentor alongside is exactly what you need. They'll also be sharing how Business in Heels can support you with some of the member or the mentorship programs that they have on offer and all of those wonderful things. So welcome to the show, ladies. Hey, Emery. Hey, thanks, Emery. Oh, look, let's talk about mentorship or mentor. What does it mean? Let's get on the same page. Maybe, Lisa, you'd like to give uh, your definition and then, Kissing, if you want to add to that. Yeah, sure. I think uh, mentoring is very much about people with experience sharing their particular experiences with others, which allows people to learn and, and not do the trial and error. So it's very much about experience sharing from my perspective. Yes. And Kirsten, would you, well, obviously you agree, you're nodding. Is there anything that you Yeah, I agree. I also think it's an opportunity to hear a different, um, you know, perspective. Um, Mm. Quite often we're so caught up in what we're doing and we may not have the experiences. Somebody else can perhaps put a different question and we can perhaps walk through with that person to consider, well, what would that actually mean for me or for that particular scenario? And it's, it's in a safe environment, which is always helpful. Yes. Mm. There's something that I often hear, and I would love your feedback on this, is, you know, we talk about coaches and mentorship. What do you, would you think is the difference between the two? And then this is really the question and where I would want to lead to. Often people would think, well, I don't really need a mentor. How can a mentor really support me? Uh, and it's because of their misunderstanding or they don't really see the benefit of having a mentor al- alongside can be what they need to really, you know, drive them forward or shift them through a breakthrough, whatever that may be. So firstly, what would you say is the difference between, say, a coach and a mentor? Is there a difference? Love to hear maybe Lisa first and then you, Kirsten, and you can add to that conversation. Sure. Um, so mentors are very much around people that um, share experience, they ask questions, they introduce you to other people. Coaches really grow people, and this is part of mentoring, but grow people through asking questions and forcing them to look at different angles. But quite often... The information that comes out of coaching is only as good as your own knowledge, the the person that's being coached. It doesn't actually stretch them much further, whereas a mentor will introduce you to new people. They'll take you out of your comfort zone. They'll provide some wisdom and different perspectives and introduce you to others. 
And I guess that's part of, you know, really sharing that knowledge and experience and moving you forward. And Kirsten, would you add to that or? Yeah, I think sometimes, you know, coaches don't necessarily have that life experience, but they're, they're very good at asking those questions. I think that that also sets mentors um, apart from coaches is that having perhaps been through those experiences so, you know, they can actually say, hey, you know, this is how it happened when I went through this, um, which, which gives a very realistic perspective. Yes, mm. yes. And it sounds that um, when you're looking for a mentor and considering getting a mentor, hiring a mentor, there may be a specific area that you're stuck with. And yet that mentor has experience, maybe that's a, an aspect of their expertise. So there may not be necessarily a, a six month or a 12 month or any, you know, specific period of time. There could be an, if it's a mentorship program type of a thing. But it sounds as if, you know, if you need expertise in a certain area, a mentor can support you because they're giving you their expertise and their knowledge about that specific area. Would you say that's right, Lisa? To a certain extent, I guess. Um, so best practice globally is that a, a good mentoring relationship lasts nine to 12 months and mm -hmm. people go into it with a specific goal and they work through that goal with the mentor. Now, it's yeah. not to say they don't stay in touch with the mentor, but quite often to keep people moving and growing it's good to introduce other mentors because, of course, part of it's broadening your network as well as giving you different skills and experience. And most mentors aren't just limited, particularly if they're senior women or, you know, they've been very successful business owners, just uh, limited to one particular facet. So I guess it's, but, but quite often if you have a particular need, then you'll work with somebody. But the key criteria, I think, that's really important is that you have common values and you can build a relationship of respect. If you don't have that, you really don't have anything. And um, I touch on this because we've just released a short two-minute video on what to look for in the ideal mentor. And the very first thing we got up front is values, right? So Yes. And, and we'll dive a little bit deeper into that. That was going to be one of, of my, my questions. And by the way, for those of you who are joining us live and you're watching, if you've got a question that maybe you would like to ask of either Lisa or Kirsten, just write it in the comments uh, and then I'll uh, share that with them. Or if you've got a comment, maybe you've had a mentor previously and that really has... Um, supported you in accelerating your knowledge uh, and on ult ultimately results as well because that's what a, a mentor can certainly do. So maybe we'll go to you, Kirsten, but we'll have a look at then when someone either recognises that they need a mentor, what are some things that often you see happening in someone's career, maybe business? What are some indications that, hang on a minute, I think a mentor is something that I need in, in my career, in my business? What are some of those those points, those aspects? And that's a good question. Um, you know, I think, um, you know, from what I have seen through my own experiences and, and I've had a number of mentors throughout my um, experience um, of my own career, but also with the women that I work through, work with, is it could be that they've gotten feedback um, and it may have been constructive feedback and they're not sure what to do with it or how to manage that feedback or what's next. It could be that they just have a goal, but they don't know what the plan is um, and how to actually implement a plan. Um, it could be that um, they've been blocked from moving forward um, in a role or perhaps they've gone for a role or maybe they've got a particular career strategy 
and they seem to be butting up against a brick wall and they can't move forward and they're not quite sure what's going wrong. Um, so I think, you know, all of those facets, perhaps they've lost confidence. They've lost confidence not only in themselves but in their skill sets. Um, these are, you know, all of those elements is where I regularly see people Oh, you know, how, do I need a mentor? Maybe that's where I have the conversation. What should it look like? Um, and that's usually sort of where I start the conversation with a lot of the people that come to us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we've got a question here, Lisa, and I would love for you to, to share some insights on that because, and this was going to be my question, there are obviously different relationships that you would go into around finding a mentor, hiring that mentor or, you know, signing that mentor on. I know Business and Heels has certainly got a mentorship program and you're going to share a little bit more. But to answer Adam's question, is there a strategy to find willing mentors without coming across as selfish? How does the mentee provide value to the mentor? Look, a lot of mentoring relationships are, can be casual and so that's, you know, friend to friend. And I guess in those situations, you need to be very mindful of the mentor's time and commitment. Uh, what we've seen happen over the last 10 years is a major shift in the marketplace around people trying to leapfrog careers and they're actually using paid mentors. And part of the benefit of that is they access their network um, and they get to access their time at a time that suits them. So I guess the difference between the casual, friendly relationship where you've got to be very mindful all the way through to the opposite end of the scale where really, you know, the mentee is the client, but at the end of it, it's about giving them what they really need. So sometimes in the if the person's not really a trained mentor, you're only as good as their knowledge and the sort of mentoring that they've had. And so what we've seen um, as far as skilling up mentors is there's a, a huge opportunity to get mentors really truly skilled up. And what Kirsten mentioned earlier about giving people different perspectives, teaching them about problem solving 360 degrees and taking people on a journey to really look at maybe their business from a different perspective, to explore different opportunities. It's what often sparks the step change. And mm. so having um, great mentors is a key part of what can really help people. So I guess back to Adam's question, there are mentors and mentors um, and you need to have a good conversation with them. Uh, and generally, if, if you have a particular goal and you want to go talk to someone senior, you really need to have a clear goal in mind before they're willing to mentor you because a lot mm. of them get asked from lots of people, almost like a status symbol. So yeah. you know, make sure you're really clear what you want. Yeah, love that uh, response. Hope that was helpful for you, Adam. Now, something that you mentioned earlier, Lisa, and while you're still here, I'd love to um, have you share a little bit more around that. We're talking about finding the right mentor. And I think you said, uh, unless you have similar core values, it's going to be very difficult to have that uh, relationship. Share a little bit more about that. Yes, it's, it's interesting because there's a... Um, as I'm sure you're aware, there's lots of different platforms around at the moment where people have been matched up with people. Well, they've been through programs and been matched up. And often it comes back to what their goal is and what skill gaps are. And what we've learned over time, and there's a huge amount of evidence to support this, that unless you get core values that are common, people won't accept the advice, no matter how it's how it's couched, because they don't trust the, the person. 
And so um, part of the program that we're working on and we have a platform that we work on with people, which is really scalable, uh, and this has actually been used overseas, so thousands of people are using it, uh, the values, the core values, getting that right first uh, is absolutely critical. And yeah. so we survey people often before we um, suggest that they get matched. And it might be in a, into a particular industry, but getting uh, really clear on what those core values are and how motivated that person is to learn is a really big part of it. Yeah, that's so interesting. Kirsten, I would love to ask you because I know that you have recently been certified in mentorship program, which is why now you're speaking about it. You've, you've experienced learning. What were some of the things you learned about mentorship, about be, becoming a mentor that perhaps previously you didn't realise or there may have been a bit of a difference you would have thought and that is what a lot of people think as well, so that you would love to share that learning that you had having gone through that uh, mentorship and now being certified in that. I think it's about being, um, you know, a bit cognizant about what the advice is that we're giving. Um, so, you know, yes, you're giving of your experiences, but you do need to recognise that potentially you are giving advice. So there's some legal issues around that and you need to be aware of that. Um, I think there's also a mental health, you know, issue. Um, and it's also, you know, it's being one aware of where do I stop? Where does my education limit stop? And then perhaps do I refer to somebody else? Do I refer to a more um, appropriate, you know, sort of person that might be able to help? I think all of those things need to be considered. Um, and I think there's also elements of saying, all right, well, perhaps I've reached the limit now. And it's about being professional about that, you know, not sort of hanging on to trying to manage that relationship when perhaps it could actually be making it worse um, and being very upfront and saying, okay, maybe I'm not the right person for you. Um, maybe we need to go back and have a look. Perhaps there's somebody better within the network who can provide the right guidance and advice. And, and sometimes within um, programs, that option's not always available. But when you're doing a more, um, you know, a, an approach like what we do, we're, we're very cognizant about that. It's a get, about getting it right. Yes, as Lisa said about the values, but it's also about being flexible throughout the, the approach of saying, does this still continue to meet the needs of the individual who is requiring a, um, a mentor um, from that point of view? And what's wonderful about the Business and Heals Network, the community, the number of people that are part of that, if there is something that, as you said, Kirsten, if there's an area that you suddenly realise your mentee needs more support in that particular area, and that may not be an area of specialty that you have as a mentor, you can tap into your network, recommend, introduce each other, uh, allow that mentee to get the right support, and then through getting the right support, uh, they're able then to come back and continue the work that you were doing originally so it sounds like as a mentor it's also very important to also have connections with other professionals that you can then refer your clients to or your mentees um, so that they get a holistic support uh, as they're working through is that is that right am I yeah let me let yeah. me give you an example Emery we've um done we have a number of business owners that are trying to scale their businesses and um some of them actually need a lot of help around the business plan and um, getting the basis of the business right. 
but some of them also need um, key networking support to get the business name out. So in that case, we've actually allocated them two mentors, the one to work through all the business planning stuff and someone who's super well connected to get them into the industry and connected with all the right people. So that person might just do one session with them, but the rest of them are going through with another person. So, I mean, it's cool because we've got access to over 80 mentors. And so being able to sort of pick cherry pick um, like the core skills out for people has been really helpful. Yeah, fantastic. Well, let's talk a little bit about, um, I mean, I, I'm one. I don't know if anyone's watching or listening that may uh, not realise through what Kisten and what Lisa have shared of the benefits of the mentor. Uh, but let's talk about some of the offerings then that Business and Heels have. You've already hinted to it, but let's share a little bit more. Lisa, perhaps you go first and then Kisten, you can add because I know that you're one of the mentors um, in that group. So we do a number of different things, but Mentor Mornings is where we start, really. And we have a mission to try and um, give women access, a million women access to mentoring. So at the moment, more than 50% of women get no access. And we know that mentoring increases the amount of promotion and pay rises by five times, those that aren't mentored. And for business owners, they tend to be successful all the way through to seven years versus the horrible statistic that two out of three fail in the first three years. So we know that it makes, and it makes sense because you save the trial and error. You've got someone who's done it before saying, hey, you know, that doesn't work or, you know, you need to put these things in place if you're going to do that. So it absolutely makes sense. So mental mornings is where we start. And that's just a one hour session. We do it in four locations and online and people can come along and sit with a mentor and just chat and discuss a particular challenge that they're having and see whether mentoring is of any benefit to them. It costs $20 um, to come and really it's just about giving people exposure. So that, and we, we scale that all the way through to UAE where lots of women get, um, you know, women are really struggling to be both entrepreneurs and professionals because of um, some of the cultural issues there. Um, and then we do other things like group mentoring, um, and Kisten will probably can elaborate on that, individual mentoring where we do contracts for people, both professionals and business owners, and we've helped a number of different ones scale, get promotions, pay rises. Uh, and then we do company activities where we go into a whole company and we actually try and work to um, create the senior leadership team and upskill them to be mentors with our Mentor Masterclass. That's the certification program. And then they've all got a nice level playing field to be go out and mentor others, you know, because otherwise in a lot of organisations it becomes just potluck as to whether you get someone good, bad or indifferent. Yeah. So it sounds also too, Lisa, a question that I had as you were talking about um, these mentorship programs and how people can connect. It's also online or face-to-face or can people, if they're located across Australia and maybe even the world, you talked about UAE, um, talk a little bit how that's facilitated. Yeah, so we do so we do mental mornings online, um, and that's usually sort of afternoon Australian time. And at the moment, COVID willing, we um, have three on location: Geelong, Sydney, and Melbourne. And they're all early in the morning, about seven fifteen to eight thirty. But you can come along, grab a coffee, meet some other people, and then sit down, have a chat with the mentor for an hour, and then everyone shifts off to work. So it's a low key but fun experience. Yeah, fantastic. So, Kisten, uh, Lisa uh, hinted that um, an area that you're really passionate about is kind of that group mentorship. Talk a little bit more about that. 
Yeah, so group memberships are a peer environment where, you know, you have um, learned experiences across a, a number of group, different people. So I facilitate a number of those sessions. Uh, and, you know, sometimes it's about having others keep you accountable. You know, so I'm very big on making sure that we set goals um, at particular points throughout. So if it's a, you know, a whole 12 months program, we set goals up front, we set six monthly goals. It's about keeping people accountable to, hey, this is what I've said I wanted to do. Um, and so we don't just have sort of long term goals. We've got, you know, session to session goals. Um, but it's also about having a, a group of people who have got such diverse experiences and everybody gets a say. Um, and so quite often you build quite a nice group and they're all so supportive of each other. Um, and, you know, and they're very celebratory when somebody comes in with a great new story or perhaps, you know, somebody's had a bad week um, and they'll come in, tell us a little bit about it. And we can sort of pick something apart as a group and then perhaps give advice and guidance or, you know, quite often I find that collaborations happen, you know, because of that somebody else might have another set of experiences so they can go off, meet separately, come back and say, hey, this is what we've actually done. With the individual sessions, sometimes it's about being um, a cheerleader. It's about saying, no matter what happens, I'm here to support you. I'm here um, to give you um, that that trusted support that you're looking for. You can have a confidential conversation. It's not going to go further than me unless you, you give me that um, approval. Um, and I've seen um, women, you know, they're getting promoted because we're able to give them that strategy and they know hey, I've got somebody to come back and just test something um, with you. You know, I've seen pay rises because we actually sit down and review performance reviews before they go into a performance review. So they've got the right information. Um, you know, they've got the right mindset. Um, you know, it's about building that internal confidence that no matter what happens, you've got somebody who will back you and will give you that sort of support that you're looking for that that is independent that's not part of perhaps an organization because um, it can be quite difficult I, you know i come from a corporate background so i i know what it's like um yes. so you know that's the sort of thing that i perhaps bring to the conversations i have yeah, I love that. Lisa, I know that uh, you and I have done a number of podcasts uh, on this particular podcast and you've been, um, you know, sort of CEO, founder, co-founder of Business and Heels for many years, which means that you've networked and uh, spoken to many women from different nationalities, different ages, different industries. I'd love you to share because, and I'm asking this question because so often and women and men can do this too, but I think women, we just we just own this so well. We look at what we do and we think, oh, no one is struggling with what I am. I'm too embarrassed. I'm too ashamed that I would even admit that I'm having trouble with this. But once they get inside a, a safe environment and they start to open up a little bit, you realise that others are struggling with exactly the same thing that you are, have worked through that so now can support you, and that we're not often the only ones just struggling with that. I'd love you to share some insights on this, please. Yeah, I think kiss and touch on it earlier. Confidence is probably one of the biggest issues that women in general have. You know, we want to tick every box. We want to have covered everything thoroughly before we move on to the next step. And so telling people, giving people permission just to go for it is um, a big part of this. And a lot of women have those self-doubts. And many of them just will not put themselves first. I talk to women all the time who just, you know, it's the family, it's it's whatever. And um, 
one of our uh, new mentees actually said to me, she said, after 15 years, I've finally given myself permission to try and grow my career. And um, so we were talking about, and she said, I just, I just don't know where to start, right? You know, it's so it's such a big, do I stay in this company? I've been here for ages. Do I go to another company? What do I do? You know, what are my choices? And, you know, she's so overwhelmed by choice now that she's finally made this decision. Um, and so, and other ones, you know, struggling to put themselves and invest in themselves to get where they want to go. They know they really want to be successful. In fact, they're so busy working themselves sick. And a lot of them say to me, oh, you know, I really want to get into senior leadership, but I just can't find the time to do these things. You know, like, you know, you've got to, you've got to give yourself time to network. Everybody else is. You've got to make you know, build your presence. You've got to take those times, time and steps to do that. Yeah. So that's a big part of what we keep chatting about. And culturally, it's really interesting too, Anne-Marie, now that we're, you know, working with quite a number of different countries. Um, so we're close to kicking a branch off in Georgia, just south of Russia. Uh, and just, you know, listening to all the different cultural issues where women are still putting themselves way second uh, is really interesting. Yeah, something that um, I, I can't remember who I heard this from, um, but if either of you can share a little bit more, it's when a woman is supported and even if they start a business, an entrepreneurial venture within her community, because they're very giving, it's not just themselves as the business owner that benefits from that it trickles down to the community because of the, the nature of women often wanting to support and collaborate with others. Have you seen this happen too? Yeah, absolutely. And there's some really amazing stats around. I think it's about 80% of money that goes into a company gets reinvested into the community, which is really interesting because they'll, you know, they'll outsource to all the people in their community to help them as they continue to grow, which is, which is great, you know. Yeah. I know, the World Bank has, an, has a, a quite a large um, amount of re, uh, research with regards to that. Um, they have very specific programs around lending funds to small business women um, because, one, they know it gets paid back and, two, it makes significant differences for um, education, community health and the community as a whole. Um, yes. So that there is, I think there's been well over 25 years' worth of experience at the World Bank mm -hmm. level. Yeah, it's amazing. And of course, you know, within that environment and within the network of Business and Heels, it is international. And there's nothing better than to connect with, uh, you know, a, a like-minded group of individuals, but collaboratively, you know, united, mm -hmm. that doors open that could take you years, couldn't it, to get in front of, because you've built that know, like and trust within the community. And you might share in one of those mentoring, maybe that a round table session kind of session in a group session, because I'm really looking for this and that. Someone helps you to put the pitch together and someone says, I've got a great connection for you. Now, that could take you years. Do you have any examples of that at all? If not, that's fine. But uh, there is such value uh, around mentorship that even outweighs, I think, the expectations that often we, we enter and we, you know, get into a mentorship uh, program. Well, probably to, just to add to that, there's probably one other little thing that we do, which is called Big Deals in Heels. Um, and it's about, 
it's about promoting women-owned and led businesses uh, into corporates. And so um, one of the challenges, I think, in the global supply chain is that only 2% of the contracts go to women-owned and women-led businesses, which, you know, is pretty sad when you consider we're about 50% of the population, right? And um, so a lot of corporates are, are willing to do, do more business with women-owned businesses if they're certified. And so we've been leading a program called Big Deals and Heels, which teaches people once they are certified how to pitch to the corporates. And we do a day, and we'll be doing this in April. It's a day where you can pitch to five to ten corporates. Uh, so you learn and then you get to pitch. And so something that would normally take you maybe months to get just one of those appointments, you get the opportunity to, to go through and actually pitch to some of the biggest corporates. So anything from Microsoft, Dell, Lions, Drinks, Westpac, um, Google, Amazon, you know, you name it, most of the big corporates are on board. So it's really interesting because, yeah. again, it's that whole ability to upskill and, and find those connections, right? Yeah, and what an opportunity to be able to um, clarify and get your pitch just right before you have the opportunity to share that. I think that's gold, isn't it? Because you want to have a little bit of, and that feedback, that honest, um, you know, feedback can often be really what we need um, in, in that process. Share a little bit more. Who would like to share a bit more about people who are listening and watching today or maybe even the recording later? What is the best way to connect to find out more about these uh, wonderful mentorship opportunities? Well, probably if you check out our website, I think, Anne-Marie. So we've got um, most of them up on the website. We've got some really cool little videos um, where people can actually go through and learn uh, a little bit about what what's a great mentor look like. Um, there's another one we're going to put up next week, which is like what's uh, what can a mentee get out from a mentoring program? So what, what does good look like? Uh, and we've got more things going up all the time. If there are any people interested that want to actually upskill themselves as a mentor that are keen to, you know, become some of these people that offer these services, the Mentor Masterclass is there online and it's a certification program. So people need to um, go through it, but it's a really good program and it does mean that then people are recognised for the credentials that they have. And, of course, Kirsten, we mentioned earlier that you've gone through that and I'm sure that there had been some um, incredible knowledge growth that you've been able to incorporate within your own business and life as well. So um, you win um, by benefiting through that and, of course, you get it, you're get you able to pay that forward through the mentees Absolutely. that you work with. Absolutely. And I think the biggest thing I learnt was, and, and I probably knew it already but it didn't reinforce it, is you know, looking back over my career by, you know, providing experiences and, and just talking to others and saying, okay, you've had this situation, this scenario, how do we deal with it? Suddenly you recognise how much experience you have yourself, um, which I probably was a little, uh, like I'd known I'd, I had done a lot throughout my corporate career, but the fact that I could potentially answer the majority of the questions that are put to me or, or come up with a way to assist a person with most of the scenarios that are in front of us, and if not, 
maybe we we research it together and we work through it together so i actually learn just as much as the other person does um, i think that's the biggest thing that i've gotten um you know by being a certified mentor it's a, it's that i'm constantly learning but it's also a reinforcement of wow actually I've, I've got a lot of skills behind me and i can it reinforces the confidence in your own skills in your own self to then give to others yeah. How often do we hear women say, well, I've only done X, Y, and Z? And you're saying, <laughs> oh, my goodness, in some of the events that we, you know, that we, uh, Business and Healed hold, the leaders and CEOs that we speak to, so humble, but their experience is incredible. Mm. And we're all kind of mesmerised. Oh, well, I've just only done this and this. But it's a reflection when we're we're reflected back and other women are in that group and go, you know what, I just want to acknowledge you for that, recognise that what you've done and the challenges that you've overcome have given you the skills and knowledge to be able to pay that forward and share that lesson and that learning with others. And, uh, yeah, that's huge, isn't it? That imposter syndrome and who am I to speak about that? Who are you not to? I've given myself <laughs> Exactly, exactly, um, which sounds wonderful. And, of course, Lisa, the, the the web address, I know that you said go to our website, but for people who may not have had uh, the, the web address, what is that URL? Sure, it's www.businessandheels.com. Uh, when people get there, there's two different experiences. They can either go through it as a business owner or from an employee perspective. Uh, and there's one other thing that, as Kirsten was talking, it occurred to me, one of the really interesting things we see about mentoring is people come in with a particular goal and when they really explore that with a mentor, they often change direction because they don't know what they don't know. Yes. And it's just a really interesting outcome that we see a lot. Uh, and, yeah, it's just one of those things that, you know, when you're trying to grow your career or business, you just don't know what you don't know. No, and you don't know if you don't recognise. Like someone may come into you, Kirsten, and say, I really want to go for this particular role and you hear them share what they've been able to do and you say to them, actually, I think you need to go for that role, you know, because we don't recognise that. We don't see what we don't you know, see. Right now, and and that's, that's a really good point that you touch on. Um, nearly every person at the beginning of the conversations that I have, and, and Lisa touched on it, it's about giving yourself permission um, quite often, I, I quite often have to have a blunt conversation about why are we going for this job when you already tick off almost 100% of the skill sets? How long are you actually going to stay in that role? And is it going to be challenging? Um, because really, there's a return of investment requirement if somebody is placed into that role. They want you there for at least 12 to 18 months minimum. Um, if you can fly through it and you can absolutely do the job, why aren't you reaching for the role above? Um, and, and also, you know, consider what you already know. If you are really good at a set of skills, why aren't you using those and giving yourself permission to use them to get yourself ahead? Um, because quite often that's a, another conversation I have with people is that they're really good at relationship management. They're really good at, you know, um, whatever it is that they're doing, but yet they don't allow themselves to use those skills to actually help their own career, um, yeah, which is, so I, I find, you know, I have to have a lot of conversations to try and reposition that. And it's wonderful when you have someone that recognises that, reflects that back to you and then gives you, and I love the way that you said, uh, Kirsten, earlier that you're also a cheerleader. 
you know, a cheerleader who just cheers alongside and then also encourages you, you know, go and do that, <laughs> you know. And there's nothing better, I think, nothing more powerful than when you set an intention with your mentor and accountability partner. There's no way you're going to go back to a meeting and say, no, I haven't done that. Um, <laughs> or a couple of times because that mentor's going, let's have a look at what's driving. Why have you not put your name forward for that project? And um, it's wonderful. And that's really um, where we start to see, as you said, through being partnering with a mentor and becoming a mentor or being a mentor for someone else, which is just as much enjoyment, isn't it, when you see your mentee just mm -hmm. shine and achieve goals and come back to meetings and say, I got that job or I won yeah. that business, you know, you celebrate alongside them as oh, well. Yeah. So, yeah. And absolutely, I quite often do a little happy dance after I get off a session with somebody who's given me great news. I'm like, ooh, ooh this is fantastic. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly, because that now means they can go and impact that community, that business, that, you know, the group of wherever they are now placed yeah. and uh, yeah. everyone wins, everyone wins. Yeah. So, again, the website is businessinheels.com. When you're at the website, you've got two different um, experiences. So whether you are um, an employee or you are a business owner, click on either of those and then you'll be prompted to, uh, to, to find out more. Fantastic, ladies. It's always so wonderful to have a chat. Um, I think 2022, um, you know, double numbers, let's double the goals. And that's something else that a mentor often do. We, we say a goal and you go... I don't think, let's put a zero on the end of that one, shall we? Or let's put a senior on front of that job title. That's what we'll go for. And uh, let that be what uh, 2022 brings for each and every one of you and, of course, the people who are listening and watching as well. Thank you once again, ladies, for sharing your insights and encouragement today. Thanks.